Hey lovebirds, this is Atan and Lindsay. We are two wedding professionals, each with a different area of expertise. Together we have over 30 years of combined experience in the wedding industry. We're here to give you some of our best tips, tricks, wedding day hacks, and share our greatest successes and worst horror stories. We'll also be interviewing some of the best wedding vendors that we've had the pleasure of partnering with. So grab something old and something new. It's time to listen to your, your I, I Do, do crew. crew. Hey lovebirds, happy wedding Wednesday and happy pride. This is our last episode for June 2018. It is our pride celebration episode. If you're not familiar with pride, you can look it up. It is a celebration of all things LGBT. And so we took this opportunity to interview some of our LGBT couples that we have worked with in the past to talk about some of the unique challenges that they had in their own wedding planning process and any advice that they could offer to some of our listeners. So I interviewed three couples that I married, Mikey and Jared, who are two gay men, Jamie and Steph, who are two gay women, and Carlin and Zan, who are a non-binary couple. They all had some really interesting things to say and some very unique experiences in their own wedding planning process. And they're all excited to share those experiences with you. We'll get started now with Mikey and Jared, and I want to apologize ahead of time for some of the sound quality we were recording in each of their houses, and so you'll hear some background noises. Uh, a few times, one of their neighbors fired up a lawnmower. So uh, we do know that there's some audio issues with this, but we hope you'll bear with us. Yeah, so so I just want to talk to you guys. Um, so I married you almost two years ago now. Two years in October. Is that? It's exciting. That it's weird gone that it's so fast. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun because I know that... The, the date was very important to you, and can you talk about that? True. That I'm pretty obsessive-compulsive, and I, I always have had this thing with numbers, so mm-hmm. I, I always loved the number seven, so I was trying to think of something in July and mm-hmm. the year 2017, but that ended up being a little bit too soon. Mm-hmm. Or actually, no, it actually ended up, it ended up being too, too far away. Too far away, yeah. Wanting to bump it up a little bit sooner to 2016, since the law had flipped that year. Mm-hmm. and Well, I think wait. we decided on October 1st, because the day that uh, gay marriage became legal across the country, I think you found that it was at 10.01 in the morning that day. That's right. And it ended up, and it was funny because we picked that day and I said, you know, Mikey, this will just be special. It'll be a special date because it's our wedding day. We don't have yeah, to make it a right. seven or a three or whatever. for a significance of the, the numbers. The date. And I said, it'll be significant because it's our wedding day. <laughs> but uh, with the, we ended up deciding October 1st because the time of year was just good timing. And then Mikey... Uh, I think found found something within that number like hey 1001 in the morning is when we found out and we got that announcement I remember waking up and seeing my phone and waking him up and say Mikey you know right it, it's a thing true because yeah, I had proposed in February of 15 um, knowing that I, I felt like everything was on the horizon and I think it was at June or July of that very year July that everything year. flipped and that's when we started hardcore wedding planning and mm-hmm. getting everything into gear and we're like well now we now we don't want to wait yeah yeah it's been almost two years now, been together over 10. So so I remember when we were planning your wedding, we were talking about it, you guys had so many different ideas and you, you really liked that idea of traditionality, but you know, and you each had you know a lot of faith experience growing up and you wanted to have some of that in the wedding. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. Like, yeah, it was it was strange. I mean, we we did grow up, you know, more more Catholic based. Um, don't necessarily practice as much today. So mm-hmm. we we knew that we wanted to incorporate a, maybe a few traditional aspects of of 
of what we've known, you know, wedding ceremonies to be. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, we wanted to make it our own and, and turn it into our own thing because it is a non-traditional, a non-traditional, mm-hmm. you know, marriage ceremony. So it was cool that, that you asked, you know, the, the questions that you asked so that we could kind of tailor it to what we wanted it to be. Yeah. And I think that for us, you know, we do consider ourselves spiritual individuals. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, traditionality but we also know that we're, we're the, one of the farthest things from traditional as far as you know uh, religion is, mm-hmm. uh, is considered where we do consider ourselves spiritual so we wanted to have you know um, the elements of the commitment in the rings and um, you know I know some people do the lighting of the candle we did the mm-hmm. sand ceremony and yeah. it was all focused on time so I thought mm-hmm. it was cool that we used an hourglass for the yeah. sand ceremony and everything but um, yeah. I think it was one of the nicest things about bringing you on is that we kind of needed that guidance of how to find the balance between traditionality and untraditional. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like I said, that guidance was definitely needed because we knew we wanted the elements of, you know, for example, the, the wedding party walking down the aisle and, Mm. you know, but at the end of the day, you know, I didn't want to, we wanted to walk together. Yeah. So, you know, those ideas that you threw at us were, I think, totally appreciated. Um, it was a nice way to um, kind of rein it all in because we had so many different ideas and little pieces of every every wedding that we had ever been to and mm-hmm. everything that I had seen in my head over the years of, of how our wedding might look. So it was really nice, a, a nice collaboration of, of minds. And at the end of the day, I think that we really wanted it to be simply a celebration. We, I mean, everyone says, you know, our wedding should be fun, and you know, mm-hmm. but we really just wanted the, the, the most... You know, people that we care and love about just there to be with us and, and, you know, recognize that we've been together all this time and we're still completely in love and committed and we plan on keeping it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what it's all about. Do you guys felt that you had any specific challenges, uh, you know, being a same-sex couple in the planning aspect? Or did you have any Did you have any pushback from vendors? Because some of my other couples who are same-sex have had, you know, bad experiences with, with vendors and things like that. Did you guys have that? I think that because we have such a close-knit group of family and friends and, you know, we're really surrounded by all the love that we could possibly want. Um, I don't think that we personally ran into any issues with vendors. I mean, we we pretty much knew exactly who we wanted to be part of this because, you know, just like when we chose you, we wanted someone that we could, one, trust and Mm. and two, know that they'll they'll be there for us to get us through the day (laughs) because it can be stressful, you know, and there can be a lot of questions. Wedding stressful. Wedding stressful? What? Well, and I feel like all of our vendors came together very organically. We we had a couple ideas in mind, but but, uh, our baker, Abby Abby Crosby, with Mm. so many somethings, we we met her at the salon. That Call out so many somethings. Yeah, so many somethings. Go see Abby. She's right. fantastic. Little plug. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I, we met her at the salon that we work at. So um, or worked at. Yeah, you met. We did. Okay. She was a client. She was a client. And she would bring in cupcakes yeah. on a weekly basis. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, you know what? Her her work is art. So we need to yeah. look into this and see if she does weddings. And then mm-hmm. she ended up, you know, doing the most amazing thing for us. And she already had like a super. Uh, interesting and very original like menu if you will of uh, all her work but i really wanted a specific uh cupcake for example we had so many different cupcakes and desserts on a big table Um, but i really wanted a specific cupcake and she like totally concocted a a recipe for us and made it work she's a genius oh yeah she's great well like i said it's mikey hit it on the head it's art i mean you look at her her work and it it is is genuinely art her pun game is out of this world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite one was it was a chocolate chip cookie dough cupcake that mm-hmm. was called Dat Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love Pretty in Pink Lemonade. Back to the vendor thing. Um, I, I think the only one that I was kind of 
a little leery about was was actually the DJ because we hadn't really known him prior. Mm-hmm. I had read reviews that he was yeah. he was great and he had all of these really really positive um, online feedback, um, feedback mm-hmm. but but we had never met him personally. Okay. So I think we set up a meeting at Panera and, mm-hmm. and met with him and we weren't quite sure if he was going to be on board or not or if he had ever done a same-sex mar- uh, mm-hmm. marriage or ceremony. And he hadn't. Him. And he actually yeah. shared with us. We were the first uh, same-sex uh, oh. wedding that he had been a part of and he was super excited about he got it. as excited and I think that immediately confirmed it for us. It was like, yep, this is our guy. If yeah. he's excited, we're excited. Cool. So he's the only... Oh, maybe traditional booking process that you actually did. Right? Yeah, like went just went through reviews and, and yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe how for for a backyard wedding, how organized and put together and just classy everything. Was. See, we're very blessed, and I'm glad that you said that you felt it was classy because we, again, we're surrounded by, surrounded by so many people that love and care about us. We could have easily had a 500 person wedding. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like you would kind of not have as nice of a, an event financially because when you think about food, I would rather have done you know the nicer food like we did with 130 people than having 500 people with hot dogs and hamburgers. You know, right. I yeah. wanted it to be a little <laughs> bit more special. So, yeah. um, and I'm so thankful. My very best friend, who's the maid of honor, um, Meredith, her mother is actually that's the house that we mm-hmm. had the the wedding at. And Joanne, I tell you what. She could do this for a living. She yeah. she put me in the right touch with the right people as far as helping me with the flowers and the alcohol and the bartending staff mm-hmm. and everything. And oh, uh, that woman, great. I think, was uh, crucial to making that event go as smoothly as it did. Yeah. Awesome. But you talk about some of the challenges as far as, you know, having a same-sex marriage. I think the biggest challenge was narrowing down that guest list because yeah. so many f- acquaintances, if you will, were like, oh, I want to go to the wedding. Mm-hmm. I think they were just excited to potentially be a part of a same-sex wedding and it's yeah. like i understand you're excited but I, I haven't seen you in three years you know what i mean right. yeah. so I, really it's, nice. it's refreshing that they are so excited about and supportive the movement and yeah. gay marriage being legal finally and they probably they just wanted to be a part of it and mm-hmm. and we do have so many people that love and care about us mm-hmm. but we really just had to be incredibly selective so that we were able to have yeah. the intimate you know event that we wanted to have and unfortunately that meant that some of our family members didn't even get to come but mm-hmm. you know we could only we could only do so much yeah um, so I think at the end of the day, when I look back, I, I really, I feel very blessed that we had the people that were there and, you know, blessed that the people that weren't able to come because we didn't have the capacity to invite them are still supportive of our marriage and, you know, very, uh, uplifting. That's great. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like the challenges that you faced were, were more positive than negative. Like you didn't have any negativity to deal with. It was like, uh, like too much good thing. You know, it's hard to like talk about it because I feel a little guilty because of those people that we know that have had struggles with their wedding and, yeah. you know, challenges in that regard. But I mean, everything from the rentals, luckily Mikey's uncle owns Great Lakes Rentals. Um, so he was able to kind of at least put us in the right path to, mm-hmm. to select the right things. And but you shouldn't feel guilty about being blessed. I mean, I, I, well, I, but other people. Are, but you two are you are so positive and uplifting, and you're such amazing guys, and you're both stunning too. Which uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> felt like such a schlub standing up there between. No, each other. Oh, no, gosh. Well, to circle it back around to the spirituality part, you know, we have a few good friends that have, have always um, kind of been really, really good support systems for us over the past several years. And, and really encourage us to, to stay in that positive mind frame and you know what you what you think about you bring about and yeah. what you put out in the world comes back to you. Yeah. So I feel like um, because we're such or we try to be such positive people, um, most of the time we are 
return with that same positivity. It's almost like this mirror. What we mm-hmm. try to put out into the universe, it comes right back at us. And these past few years, it's been working well. So. And obviously, there's challenges in life where you, you know, you have obstacles, and you try to stay as positive as you can. And but sometimes mm-hmm. you, you know, have you have moments where you're frustrated, and yeah. and I think the biggest frustration was that we were getting married outside at mm-hmm. seven fifteen at night, and it rained for three days up until the <laughs> wedding. So, you know, nobody specific person uh, caused any you know major challenges for us uh, it was more of just the little things that you can't control so you just take mm-hmm. it for what it is however and, even that day it rained most of the, the whole morning yeah. and then by the mid-afternoon it cleared up and the sun came out and then the whole evening was perfection it, it really was. was it was thank you <laughs> <laughs> we worked really hard on it and it, I really do believe that it, it, it was perfect I mean We've had, you know, my father uh, has been to a number of weddings uh, throughout his life. And he said, Jared, genuinely, that was the most beautiful wedding I've ever been to. And it had nothing to do, and he even said it had nothing to do with the decorations and everything. But it was, he said that when he sat and watched that ceremony, when he looked up there and watched Mikey and I give our vows, he said that he knew that this is a, a lifetime marriage. It's not like when you go to some weddings, you're like, okay, everyone, how's this one going to last, you know? <laughs> I saw so many Facebook statuses that were saying, I think I saw maybe four or five people say that not only was it a gorgeous ceremony and reception, uh, you know, aesthetically pleasing, but it was also beautiful in the emotional aspect of it. It was mm-hmm. a really emotional experience for a lot of our a lot of our close family and friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we started dating in, you know, early 2008, this wasn't an option for us. Right. So I always knew that I wanted to spend my life with him, but I didn't know that it would actually be something that is legally recognized and that I'd be able to have my family come and support and, you know, yeah. have it be a real legal thing. Yeah, true. And I was very anxious, of, even though we're both performers and we're theater people and we like to be on stage, that's, we get on stage and we, that's our artistic outlet and we're able right. to portray other people and it's, that's our artistic expression. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like, now Us. we're up in front of 150 people portraying ourselves. Yeah. So I was, I was very apprehensive going into it about being the center of attention and having all eyes on us the entire night. But um, the entire evening was so fun for me because it was such an eye-opening experience of like, oh my goodness, these are 150 of our closest friends and family, and it was the most loving and supportive um, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we were only able to spend you know two or three minutes with each each person at mm-hmm. the the reception, but the whole night just felt so incredibly um, just loving. I don't, yeah. I can't think of any other word other than loving and magical. <laughs> Something I didn't expect with the the. The ceremony. I mean, it was our wedding night. I figured, you know, I'd spend the evening with my husband mm-hmm. uh, at the ceremony, like at the reception. Mm-hmm. But we walked in, and you're immediately pulled in so many different directions. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll see you in two hours, babe. Yeah. You know, yeah. like and like and vortex, truly. <laughs> and it was so nice because Joanne, the woman's house that you know that helped with everything, and Joanne came and pulled us, and she said, "You guys are coming with me right now. Like, no questions asked. Sit down. Here's all your food. She had food mm-hmm. set up for us." Mm-hmm. Because she knew that if she didn't do that, we wouldn't get a chance to eat. So yeah. Yes. Um, my best man was my best friend, Katie, that mm-hmm. I've been friends, friends with since first grade. Um, she was my, my wine my wine person for the night. She always <laughs> had a fresh glass of wine because yeah. I had no time to even escape to get to the bar. And yeah. It was oh, yeah. great. We had a nice a nice team of people. And, and Chris, the back to the DJ, mm-hmm. he um, really kept um, on our schedule, mm-hmm. making sure, like, okay, we have to cut the cake. We have to do this. We have to do this. Yeah. Because otherwise, we would have lost track of time and oh, yeah. not, not got things done that we needed. Done throughout the night. Yeah, it's it's a whirlwind. Oh yeah. I always I tell every couple, it's like take every moment you can just to be and embrace it. Yeah, embrace it because if it, you'll look back and it will just be a blur. The yeah, whole sure. the whole day will be a blur. I was uh, 
using the restroom up at the house, which was a little good chunk of space away from the, the tents yeah. that our reception was being held in. And I was leaving, you know, the restroom area and I got, you know, caught up with some wedding guests that were mm -hmm. up there and we were talking, talking, talking. And I heard um, one song that I put on the DJ list as like a must play. It was Unchained yeah. Melody. Yeah. Um, and I knew that I needed to dance at my wedding with Jared, you know, obviously with Jared, <laughs> um, to, this, to this song. So I literally, um, I don't even think I said goodbye from that You're conversation. Like, I just started ran. sprinting through the yard and over towards the tent to find Jared quick and, and we were able to dance to that song and, and it was great. Oh, that's <laughs> really cool. It was great to hear about Mikey and Jared's experiences from their wedding. We had a lot of fun planning it and a lot of fun doing it. Up next, I'd like you to hear from Carlin and Zan and I'll let them give you their backgrounds. I'm Carlin Campbell-Johannes. And I am Zam Campbell-Johannes. I identify as a non-binary person, um, a more specifically gender fluid, um, that my gender identity um, changes from time to time, um, not in any sort of like planned or necessarily predictable kind of way. Sometimes it's more on the masculine side of things, sometimes more of the feminine, sometimes it's nowhere, some combination of them, somewhere in between. Um, and then in terms of my attraction to people, I just kind of like the overarching term queer okay um just because it there's there's no real good term for someone who doesn't uh identifying the gender binary and is attracted to certain people so mm. i the term queer has really kind of resonated with me over the the past couple of years awesome and you use they them pronouns yes i, I do i use they them pronouns yeah um i identify i'm a cisgender woman um and if I'm just talking to you on the street, I'll probably tell you I'm bi. But if I'm really getting into it, I'll tell you I'm pan-demisexual. Mm -hmm. um, That's a new one for me. I've not heard demi. Yeah, yeah demi, is, it's kind of on the asexual spectrum. Okay. Um, I, I don't really experience a physical attraction to someone until I have an emotional connection with them. Ah, okay. Um, so, like, I understand what sex-targeted marketing is supposed to be doing, but mm -hmm. it doesn't do anything for me. Wow. That kind of thing. So um, that's where the demi comes in. And in terms of genders I'm attracted to, any and all, mm -hmm. um, which is convenient. <laughs> it is. It's been incredibly convenient as yep. a part of our relationship. <laughs> yep. I'm attracted to all the different genders that you are at any given time. That is outstanding. <laughs> yeah. I, I could not imagine a better match. I mean, as far Pretty as cool. that goes, uh, as far as identities and preferences go, mm -hmm. that is awesome. I loved how you came up with your last names. Sure. I think that was phenomenal. The the thought that went into <laughs> how you would hyphenate, that was, I. it was superb. We wanted the same last name, and for a while we talked about hyphenating, but then we also considered, well, what if we could combine our last names in mm -hmm. some sort of fun way? But Campbell and Johannes, regardless of what you may think, have no good <laughs> mashups. I maintain that. Campanis. That's that's one of the worst. I know it's, of them. it's so bad. It sounds like something you get in the discount store in the meat department. Right. <laughs> I know it doesn't have the word ham in it, but it just oh, sounds. Oh, it like, does sound like it. Yeah, oh, no. Cam Camhanis. It does. It's really gross. gross. Yeah. But but then we, when we finally decided on hyphenating, it's like okay, it's going to be a long name, and we. Trying to figure out, all right, is it going to be Campbell Johannes or Johannes Campbell? And eventually it was like, no, the, the, that hard consonant sounds better first. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's worked out really well. We work at the same yes. place. And so Zan gets called, because we're both Campbell Johannes, and 
um, right now we don't have a gender neutral um, oh. substitute for Ms. Yeah. There is one, but the, this, none of the school's stuff it has it. Yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah, MX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mix. so we're working on that. Um, and, and one of our administrators is very supportive and, and wants to do that whenever yeah. anyone is ready, whether it's Anne or anybody else, mm-hmm. which is cool. But for right now, we're both Mrs. Campbell Johannes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zan has been called Johannes and teach for many years. Yeah, that's how I, I mean, for seven, no, not seven, it'll be seven coming up. Mm-hmm. So for six years at the school, I was always Johannes, and that's what mm-hmm. they right. called me. Um, <clears throat> or teach, yeah. That yeah. kind of came about differently because they wanted to call me mom, and I told them they couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, but so, now, yeah, so, so then I was like, well, what are they going to call me? So to avoid mix-ups, to make sure parents don't leave voicemails on your messages. They still do, though. I know, not as much as they would have. It's a mess. Um, but... Like day one of school, I was like, they should call me Mrs. CJ, uh-huh. and they do. They call me Mrs. CJ. Some of them call me, "Hey, Mrs. Campbell," or "Hey, Mrs. Johannes," and, and I, I answer whenever I hear any derivative part of our name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time, I just say, I hear CJ. Hey, CJ. And I turn around, I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" So it's it's cool. It's kind of like you never get to choose your own nickname, but I got to this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just I'm CJ at the school, which yeah. is really neat. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So as you were thinking about planning the ceremony, what did you have to take any special considerations into effect? Did you have to, were you concerned about finding vendors that would be, that would not be hostile towards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Um, there was the, we, we weren't concerned with the botanical gardens necessarily that was it was that's kind of like a public enough mm-hmm. thing they were like i don't think we're going to have an issue with that there there's you know if, if there is i mean we can and find somewhere else but like it's it was it's a city-run institution we didn't think we we're going to run into problems there was the more private places that we were mm-hmm. not so sure on mm-hmm. um, and, and the woman at the botanical garden her name was becky and i'll happily shout her out she was amazing yeah i think she, she was kind of a little bit ruffled when she realized who she was dealing with but very quickly was just like great awesome cool let's go see the garden (laughs) um she was wonderful but yeah we we had to in in our first interactions with vendors we said hey we want you we want to be up front with you that this is us Mm -hmm. if you have a problem um we will happily part ways before we get any deeper into this yeah no harm no foul and not because we want to avoid lawsuits or anything like we obviously wouldn't have been able to afford to sue anyone anyway <laughs> like all the way to supreme court and still not get a darn cake um, <sighs> but yeah okay i'm gonna leave that big sigh in <laughs> yeah appropriate. yeah but just topical just because we didn't want the energy of someone not supportive to be involved right in that day. yeah right it was we were very keen on making it this is like this is about us and not in a selfish way but in a this is our celebration and we don't want to knowingly bring anything into this that is going to put a damper on that Mm -hmm. for us or for any of the people who are there Mm -hmm. celebrating with us Um, and we were lucky enough in the process of things that we in being up front with that we never hit a roadblock we were worried about it but not once did we have a problem in any way with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is kind of surprising in this part of the country, honestly. I know Toledo is a fairly liberal... Most uh, most urban areas are, but right. even but, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a pleasant surprise that not a single person had a reaction other than, oh! <laughs> okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like you found vendors, or you found at least a few of them, who you were already friends with, who you knew would be supportive yeah. of everything. Was that something that you you thought of went out 
went seeking from the beginning or that just sort of like yeah we we tried <clears throat> one of our number one goals was to put as much of the money that we had to spend into locally owned small businesses mm. in the first place mm-hmm. um, and we were able to do that for the most part almost almost completely almost not completely. totally but almost we, we ended up getting most of the cake from Costco but we had like it was good cake. It was yeah, Costco has really good cake. Right? And we had like literally, we had two sheet cakes left over that we ate out of bowls for days. You ate out of bowls. <clears> that <throat> I ate out of bowls. I had for one days. piece and was done. Yeah, I'm very good like about cake. my cake. <laughs> um, but the, you the two person made me wheeze laugh more than anything. <laughs> like goal accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the cake that we had like displayed. A friend of ours made, and and yeah. Enoch was our photographer, mm-hmm. and and you were our fishing, and you were fishing. And, and, I remember that, right? right. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. Um, part of the goal we also had was to to keep people involved, but not to like like our friend Chase is also a photographer, and we thought about asking him, but he's he was too close a friend, and we didn't want him to have to work at a friend's wedding where mm-hmm. we know Enoch, we know his work, mm-hmm. we love Enoch, we would consider him a friend, but not like. He's not someone who necessarily would have made the guest list in the first place. Sure. So we thought about that with a lot of people, too. And it was a little different with the baker because she absolutely would have been invited. But she also didn't have to, like, work on the day of. Right. right. Yeah. At least during things. She had to, like, come in and set the cake up. But she also insisted. She did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shout out to Chrissy at Sweet Shalom Tea House. She's amazing. Excellent. Best cake. Cool. Um, I'm gonna have a lot. I'm gonna have a lot of ads for this episode. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm all about free advertising for people who have done good things for us. Um, so yeah, that was kind of our thought process: was yeah. how how do we keep this a safe and and positive place? Mm-hmm. Put our money in places where it's going to make a difference for someone, and and keep people involved that we already know mm-hmm. and love. So when you were planning the ceremony, when we were working together and talking about the different things that you wanted, we had the the really the really cool creative readings that you chose <laughs> and had specific people to read them. So did you mm-hmm. choose the reading based on the people or choose the people based on the reading? People based on the reading. We had the readings picked out for a little while. Um, and then we started thinking about who would be best to read those based on experience, our relationship with them, personality, all that stuff. And I don't think we could have picked better people to do so. And we had kind of like a pool of people and a pool of readings. And we matched up the three that were best. Yeah. And it was really good. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And how did you come up with the tea ceremony? The the (laughs) non-appropriative... Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 We wanted to be very clear about that as well. Yes. Yes. This is this is not cultural appropriation. This no. is. We are not trying no. to make this into something that we don't know anything about. Right. No. Yeah. Neither of you are wearing kimonos. It was, nope. Right. No. This is not specialty to anyone but us. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It was weird looking teapots. <laughs> <laughs> Tea is like. I think a part of my genetic makeup at this point. <laughs> yeah, you're like 17%. I'm, like, I'm looking over at that yeah, shelf of right. And you can literally see nine like the, teapots? N- at least, and then like all of the mugs and various other things. And, and the tea and itself. The tea, mm-hmm. and that, that's not even all of it. Um, <laughs> a lot of tea. And I, I never, ever drink tea. No. <laughs> no. Um, but I, I don't even remember how we came up with it. Like, I don't remember where the idea started. Um, we were trying to think of we a were trying, unity. Right, we were trying to think of a, a unity commitment type mm-hmm. thing, and we both hate unity candles <laughs> and sand ceremonies. <laughs> I can't abide either of them. No. They work really well for other people. Sure, not for us. Not for sure. I just It was not what we wanted, and we were trying to come up with something that felt very much like us, without it being either 
super cliche or ridiculously goofy. Mm. Like at one point, I think you suggested a Unity PB and J, which is adorable. It, but Unity it, painting was also yeah, high that on was the list. that was in the in in the running. But I I, I don't remember how I came about it. it might have been a you know a, a conversation with a friend or a suggestion by someone else. But I pitched the idea about what about T? Literally Unity, mm-hmm. um, and. You loved it, so we yeah. went with it. And it was two different types of tea that we poured from two different pots that we both chose that into one cup and then, you know, shared sips from it, which I felt mm-hmm. was very, very good. Yeah, made for great pictures, too. It did. Mm-hmm. It did. It was a good... So what other things do you think were, were different or unique or created challenges for you? Another... As we were thinking about what we wanted as part of the ceremony and the reception was... We didn't want to do anything just because that's what you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and we we cut out a lot of things, and we, we for cut that. a lot of things too because, um, even even then, like I the the process of my my own figuring out of my identity has been long, especially on the gender mm-hmm. portion of things recently, and that was right around the time where I was like figuring out what that was, and so we were cutting out a lot of the gender normative stuff mm-hmm. um that I remember was, that we were talking about yeah. how you wanted to be pronounced you know, right you know, yeah by the power of SME I pronounce you what do we want to say <laughs> yeah. right yeah where do right. we go and yeah. so I know that I think ultimately we decided wife and wife at that point but yeah I think it was was it, was it partners for life I think it was, it was partners for life was it? I'll go I'll go back to my google drive now because <laughs> we had we had tossed that back and forth a few we times did. we did yeah. And we weren't, uh, so, so you know, that was a particular challenge. Yeah. yeah, so there was that. And we also, f- figuring out how everything was going to, we, we were very intentional about it being like us, but we didn't want it to be so foreign to the people attending. Right. Yeah. Like we, some things that we decided to keep, we just modified. Like rather sure. than having our fathers walk us down the aisles, we, both, both of our parents walked us down the aisles. Rather than a father daughter dance, we did individually. Right, we did. We did kind of like <laughs> parent dances that actually turned into a weird like dancing circle with both families together. It was really sweet, and, yeah. and we had the flexibility weird. to let it be what it was going to be, right. which right. I think was one of my favorite things. Yeah. about the whole day it was like, well, this was going to be this way, but. Let's bring everybody in. Sure, why mm-hmm. not? I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna punch my new sister-in-law in the face because she joined my family dance. I want everyone here with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so kind of looking at the uh, the traditional things and not just doing them because they're traditions, but finding ways to to make them more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we have to do this because that's why they always do it. But right. Nope. Throw out the window. Yeah. Don't, don't like it. We literally don't need to do anything because we have to. So you are correct. It was partners for life. <laughs> there we go. But then H said, you know, Carla and Megan, you may each kiss your bride. That's so. fair. There we go. So we did Which, do that. I was okay with that. Yeah. We'd, we'd had a long conversation mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. yeah. And that was sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. So any, any advice that you would have for other couples who may be facing, you know, challenges in this day and age and culture, but any advice, anything that you, you feel like you really took away and, and any, any advice that you would give? I mean, obviously there's the whole, it gets better movement. Right. 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 Yeah. I'm. I think that the couple of things that I took away from it was when we were upfront with everyone that we were working with, um, and in, in a very non-confrontational way, just a, this is us. If that's not something you would like to be a part of, then we'll go our separate ways and we'll find someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
we're, we're not in the I'm I'm not the kind of person who wants to like create conflict or anything like that. Um, but being upfront and honest, I think, gave us the opportunity to not have to worry about that at any point along the way. Like, well, what if they suddenly don't want to do this, mm-hmm. or what if they, you know, the contract, blah blah blah. So it, it, that was important, and also I think was just this is going to sound incredibly cliche, but be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do something because you think you're supposed to. Don't you know, ad- adhere to something that someone tells you needs to happen if it's not something that you feel is going to be really important to the day for you. I, I think that's why our wedding felt so intensely personal and so very us, is because we were very intentional about not doing something Again, just because it's expected or because someone told us to or whatever. We were we thought through every portion of it and said, is this us? Yes. Great. Include it. Mm-hmm. Is this us? No. Okay. We don't need it. Um, Saved a lot of money that way, too. Well, that, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's helpful. <clears throat> the caveat yeah. that I would have to that would be, unless it's legally required, well, like yes. cooking meat to a certain temperature. <laughs> right. Or... Sorry. Oh my goodness. Or did you uh, drop your phone? I did drop my phone. <laughs> or saying I do during the ceremony. Or right, or at least right, agreeing right, right. Yes. yes, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. But I you know, in, in terms of like an anniversary dance, which we didn't do. So like right. I don't want to do that kind of stuff. Which I don't yeah. like. I, I I have issues with that, but that's yeah. <laughs> neither here nor there. But but at least in terms of the details of, of the things that you have, uh, gosh, <laughs> in terms of the details in, in what you have control over saying yes or no to, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, be, be true to who you feel you are as a couple and individually. Mm-hmm. Cool. I would say there are a couple things that, that I really learned just in general, not, not necessarily specifically for non non different sex couples um for the day of and this was advice that i got and i really valued it remember frequently to just stop and absorb what's happening just notice what's going on around you notice how you're feeling what other people are doing because it's it goes by so fast Mm. so so fast and before you know it you're sobbing in your car (laughs) you know it's you gotta take the time to notice um, and then in kind of practical stuff beforehand, pick two or three things that you're willing to spend money on. Like we picked food and venue and photography. I think were our, our three that we were willing to splurge a little bit on. Mm-hmm. And we didn't spend a ton of money. We kept it under 10,000 for the whole everything. Mm-hmm. Um, largely thanks to a free officiant. My aunt made my dress for free. Like we, we had some help with that. But we were willing to spend money on the things that we knew would make a difference both to the experience of the day and also to remembering it later. Um, cool. Use a lot of spreadsheets. <laughs> I had, That's something specific to you. I know, but it really helped because specifically the goal of that is to to delegate and communicate your delegation. Mm-hmm. Don't assume that people will know what you need. Make realistic lists of things that need to be done and tell those people what you need them to do. It will give them an opportunity to say, no, I can't. No, I won't. And I was really grateful for that, that we had people who were willing to help and communicated that beforehand. But we also worked hard to say, okay, who is going to need to do what? Let's make a list. Let's give it to Sarah and Devin so they can say, all right, Kyle and Katie, you take this from the ceremony and take this to the reception. Then after the reception, you take these things and you take them to Carlin and Zan's living room. Um, That made a huge difference that we were able to 
do that and mm-hmm. trust the people we had with us. Cool. So and that helps that you are a spreadsheet person. A spreadsheet. Right, that's not for everybody. The queen. Like it's, you dream in spreadsheets. I do dream in spreadsheets. I only had like 37 for the wedding though. Oh gosh. Holy cow. I might have 37 spreadsheets all told in my life. I, I would say also remember why you're doing this. Mm. Bottom line. Remember that you're not doing it to piss off your new mother-in-law. Remember that you're not doing it to spend a ton of money on something that you're going to get stressed out about. Remember that at the end of the day, as long as you get to be with the person that you love and celebrate with the people who love you, it really doesn't matter what everything else is. It's important and you need to plan for it. But if things can't go the way you have envisioned, it's going to be okay. Remember why you're doing it. It's always great to hear such positive, uplifting stories, not just from my LGBT couples, but from any of my couples. But especially because Carlin and Zan were such good friends of mine before the wedding, I was so glad that their whole experience was so good. Up next, we're going to hear from Jamie and Steph. If you two would like to identify yourselves. Would you like to go first? All right. Say your name. I'm Mrs. Jamie Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, identify as a female lesbian. And I'm now Stephanie Rhodes, formerly Stephanie Sheldon, and I'm a <laughs> cis female lesbian. Yeah. Married to Jamie. Yeah. Awesome. Miss, Mrs. Rhodes. Mrs. Rhodes. Mrs. <laughs> we're white. Lots of S's. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. I like it. Mrs. Rhodes. Yeah, Mrs. Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. Like Still getting used to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Now, how was changing your name? Did that go very smoothly? Mm. Well, funny topic. I did it through my social security card already. I did mm. that right away. I have not done it through my id yet because okay. i'm i'm in that weird place where i'm like should i do my id first should i do my credit cards first because i don't want to not have them match mm. and yeah, i had a day off and yeah. i wanted to do it but then i took a nap but i gotta get to the dmv and get my I'm, I'm gonna do my id first and then i'll do my credit cards is yeah. what i've decided to be social security office though changing my last name was very easy cool that was real easy yeah that part excellent yeah Carlin and Zan, they both hyphenated, which was mm. very cool. Yeah. And they got into the most interesting minutia of, well, this feels better with a hard consonant first because your last name has a soft consonant, so I think that this one is better. You know what, though? That was, we struggled with that decision a little bit at first. No. Well, just like, no, because didn't. I was like, I don't know. Well, no, okay, I did, <laughs> philosophically, like with the idea of like, do we want to, you know, do do want to just like keep our names? Do we want to hyphenate so that there's like a I don't know, just that classic idea mm-hmm. of like you know the woman takes the man's name like that sure. we, we're like we don't aren't really a classic couple of people so mm-hmm. I was like how do we want to do it? But for her, she just didn't have like an attachment to her last name mm-hmm. like since it was my your, biolog- your biological really dad's know, name. No, my biological dad. Yeah, so she's so like, I want to get rid of last name. You're like, I'm I'm ready to take your name. Yeah. Like, let's mm-hmm. do this. We'll start a family. That kind of yeah. thing. So we ended up uh, both just being the Mrs. Rhodeses or whatever you want to say it. But yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it was easy for me because I didn't have to change anything. But mm-hmm. hard for me. I'm still working on it. Not not <laughs> yeah. the mental, but like that paperwork <laughs> yeah. done, baby. Yeah. So did you have did you have any trouble with planning? Did you have any vendors that you either passed Which, on or they passed on you? No, I mean, we were we were really lucky because most of the stuff that we did was all kind of a complete package with Clazelle, and mm-hmm. they 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 were like great. Cat was really really good about because oh that yeah, was my biggest amazing. fear though. Like we mm-hmm. weren't sure because still we didn't amazing. Know. Still talks to us. That oh yeah, she about still doing a gay night us and, and they messaged us of what we thought about that and what would be a great night. Yeah, like I. 
I was like, thank you for valuing my opinion. Like, yeah, and yeah. It, it really, it always kind of felt that way. It was one of those things where we didn't know going in. We had no idea who owned because we don't know what we're getting into. Mm-hmm. It's it's Bowling Green, you know, sure. that kind of thing, yeah. where it's a really, like, progressive little spot, but at the same time, you drive a mile out of town, and it's the exact opposite. Right. So, like, we're like, well, we don't know what we're going to get, but we knew we wanted the old Hollywood theater vibe. Yeah. We wanted to do it in BG just because it, I mean, it feels BG. like it feels mm-hmm. like our hometown, mm-hmm. even though we're not technically from here. And uh, we're like, we wanted to give it a try. And then we went in, and and the owner even, the first, like, meeting was like, I'm so excited. He goes, I'm so, if you don't mind the politics a little bit, but he's like, I'm I'm just so excited as a Muslim to be doing a a lesbian wedding, Mm -hmm. just to be, you know, give a, you know... (laughs) It was just really, yeah. really. He's like really make Trump mad. He was like so. It was it was kind of he funny. Was into it. He yeah. was it. He was like I'm just excited. To be, you know, do this for you guys mm-hmm. and Bowling Green. So we really didn't struggle too much with that because mm-hmm. all the catering and everything was part of one thing. Okay. So we really mostly worked with them and uh, and cake was cake and photography and and uh, no, that was it basically. Yeah. Uh, and like dress and like stuff like that. That made it very mm-hmm. easy for us. Finding you a suit, that's probably the only struggle we had because everything's that made for men really in hard. this area. Yeah. And I'm a very yeah. tiny woman. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted it to fit tight mm-hmm. in all the right areas. Well, like, as, yeah. as a suit should, be, but, mm-hmm. yeah, finding something mm-hmm. that... That was always a struggle. Express. I found a great one in Express. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. That, was, that yeah. worked out. My hairdresser was like, you guys should go there. And then we bought her tux the day and ran into our hairdresser at the at the store. And she's like, I told you guys. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are the odds, you know? That's awesome. But that was a struggle. We had to go to a couple different places. Mm-hmm. But even shopping for your tux, when we were at, like, it's really weird as two women walking into men's warehouse and being like, hey, you guys sell tuxes. Yeah. How can we can we get one for this girl here? Yeah. And it was very, but the, the woman we went to fall into, she was really great. Yeah. But Everybody she said, great. she goes, you guys are probably going to struggle because most of what we have here is cut, like, where the arms are wider and, and stuff. It's not going to fit. So we we went to a couple different places, but everyone was always always really chill, mm-hmm. even if it was a weird, like, uncomfortable, like, men's warehouse mm-hmm. like, kind of situation at first. Like, yeah. they were really great, yeah, but... Like, why, why does it got to be men's warehouse? Yeah, I was like... Why can't like, it just be suit warehouse? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why can't yeah, be like, we sell suits? Be... Yeah. <laughs> there oh, are God, companies yeah. out there that specifically make suits for... The, the queer community. Yeah. And it was like... They're very expensive, though. I've looked up they? some great ones that are in L.A. that, like... In New some, York. Some lesbian celebrities that Canna Hart wears, and they look great on her. Yeah. And I went to Google it, and I was like, oh, I don't... Or, oh, oh, darn. I, I don't have $3,000 to go yeah. spend on a suit for an yeah. event. I, I With our wedding, I wanted to keep it below 500 I feel like. Yeah, we, we... Because yeah, we, we, were, we had so much but, going on, and yeah. we didn't want to be engaged very long. And we'd already been dating for eight years. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's how I end up at Express. But Plus, there's a whole idea of like if you're getting it shipped to you, you send but they measurements. Look amazing. You get it shipped mm-hmm. to you. What if it's not right? And then you got to ship it back. There's right. all that lead time. Yeah. Because there's no place you, you can just walk into. But you know here. they're queer fin- friendly. They're probably made so great. I just can't afford it. Sure. But they look so good. That's why I googled yeah. it. Looked mm-hmm. them up in the first place. Cause I was like, that's great looking. I yeah. want that. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Did you have the, the suit from Express tailored at all to you? Actually, I did. Well, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, I did do um, length on my legs, but the guy when I walked hump. in there, I was like, I think I'm like a 32. He's like, you're a 28, and I was like, <laughs> no, I tried that before. I was too tight, and he's like, just try on 28 pants, and I was like, oh my gosh, you are so good at your job. <laughs> yeah, this was perfectly true. Yeah, <laughs> we were laughing, but we, yeah, just a hem. That was it. Like, yeah, you I just had to, to shorten up because like I'm a little shorter than most men are, so sure. I just had to shorten up like my sleeves yeah. a little bit and my um. Pants did you have that done locally here? Yeah, I did at the Toledo Mall. This woman was awesome yeah we she, she had it done in like three days done, i don't even think it, it took three days what was it called 
I'm not sure. It's I can't just remember. this little corner thing next to Spencer's in the Toledo Mall, and she, she just was super cool. Yeah, yeah. Just, she was really nice too. She's like, "Oh, honey, I got you. Come here." She was like, and they had it done. She's like, "It'll be three mm. days," and it was like the next day. We did that too because mm. I work right there, so it was like easy to just pick it up. I'm like, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, that was no stress at all. Now, did you look at any LGBTQ um, specific sites like GayWeddings.com or anything to find your vendors? No, we wanted the Cozelle from the get-go. We knew. We knew we wanted the Cozelle. I do know of that one because we follow them on, I think, Instagram. Okay. Um, And so, like, we knew of that one. There wasn't – there's not a whole lot when you do, like – like, because I've done, like, basic, like, searches and stuff. There just isn't a whole lot in this area that immediately comes up. Um, So a lot of it was – feeling it out or asking for like personal recommendation mm-hmm. um that's kind of, that's how we found like our photographer and stuff is like that, that is that where you found me or you did you know i found you through a thumbtack because okay. i was researching all the apps and i was like all right what are we gonna find and because especially with an officiant we uh-huh. we i remember when she showed religious. me she's like this guy seems so cool it's so hard to like, find a non-religious <laughs> officiant in this yeah. area yeah that yeah. i'm like all right we need somebody who's gonna be really cool who's gonna be like comfortable with us mm-hmm. and comfortable with the fact that because i've been to the other gay weddings i've been to have been super religious which yeah. i didn't expect in the on the get-go even though i should because i kind of knew that those friends were, were religious but um so to me i'm like we we don't want quite that and it's hard to find around she here. wanted a friend to do it and mm-hmm. i said i out of everything you have control of all this but I just want to be married and make sure it's a it's legal no matter what. I need a yeah. professional to do this. Please let me have this calmness in my heart. Please get a professional. Literally, and that's when she was like, "Okay, yeah. I'll find somebody." All she said was, "She goes, I know we want to have it at the Cazelle because we want the old theater thing. That's cool." She goes, "I'm down with that." She goes, "The only other thing I want is to make sure it's done right and it's legal." And that's all I'm worried about. I was like, okay. No questions right. asked. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was like we just wanted something like fun and it was it was really tough to because there's a lot of scrolling where I'm like, I don't know. Their bio sounds a little like it could go either way, you know. Yeah. And uh, but I was like, no, this dude sounds cool. He's from Bowling Green. Like this is perfect. Like, um, and that's just when we I had friends that you. actually knew you. They were like, and that no, was he's that, an awesome that guy. honestly was part of the help too. I was like, yeah. oh. Because it was Kate and Katie, I was yeah. like, "Oh, he knows Kate and Katie. We're good. We found the one." So, <laughs> but it did. It, but it took a lot of digging yeah. too. I mean, it was just hours of little, like little work going through, mm-hmm. checking out different apps or different sites. Yeah. But it was tough to find a lot of stuff around here mm-hmm. where you weren't, if anything, paying for travel time from Columbus or Detroit yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And it was just really tough to find local. But, yeah. uh, but we did, and it was great. Awesome. So. <laughs> Did anything in the planning process surprise you for planning for your wedding? Either that it was harder than you expected or easier than you expected or any specific challenges you felt that that came up because you were LGBTQ? IA plus plus plus. The only thing that ever surprised me is that if you set a budget, you probably set it way higher than you'd expect. <laughs> like that, that, mm-hmm. which that's for I don't think that, you know, is is narrow to us in any means. I think yeah. everybody experiences that. That is just, you know, it was a lot lot to organize. Um I mean, I really think it is always that that extra anxiety of this could be the moment when someone is just a total jerk or this is going to be the moment. Oh, oh it was the first time it. I was very nervous when we did our first kiss. Her grandma, so supportive. We hang out with her grandma all the time. We've never held hands. We've never kissed or anything from her grandma. So for our first kiss as a married couple, 
that was gonna be the first time that her grandma was ever gonna see me kiss Jamie and I or felt, be remotely and maybe me, I was so nervous about that I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I wasn't which is a weird thing like but you said it multiple times you're like oh. and that was that was the other thing too like planning out the ceremony itself and honestly the most stressful thing was who to invite I'm gonna tell this story because mm, I, um, I actually caught yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was, Go like, ahead. I'll Do tell it. it. I got you. <laughs> um, but we, because we once she, she proposed, we already knew where we wanted wanted to go. But this is like a year out, probably when we first started the planning and getting everything together. And shortly after, it was well, half a year into um, the new administration, kind of thing, and all the things that we were going through with. You know, we live in the Midwest. We don't, oh, not all of our family is supportive, you mm-hmm. know, and indirectly. They love us, but it ends there, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, there's a few people like that. And we went through, and it was such a big issue for us where she's like, I, I don't want to invite anybody in my family who posted anything that was supportive of Trump or anti-immigration like all the stuff or anti you know lgbtq and i was like you know what you know we we went round and round a little bit at first about it like sometimes you have to open hearts and that's the only way you can do it you don't want people who are going to cause problems which no one would do that but you know maybe that can be the eye-opening you know and she was pretty distraught and you went you know round and round a little bit with your mom but she called my, in. You know, my mom's not a Trump supporter. Let's no, say that right no. now. No, no. Oh, yeah, no. I she should just said that, that I should still invite them so they can see yeah. what love looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was encouraging you to, like, yeah. say, hey. Um, and she clarify. called into the uh, Dan Savage podcast, the Lovecast podcast, mm-hmm. and it got on air. And here's the funny I'm thing. Honest. And it was all about that. Like, I don't yeah. know what to do. Like, should I invite these people? Should I, you know, say, you know, you know get out of here you don't want to be a part of my life i don't want you in my life like what a, and it was actually really good but i'm driving home from work well i was just saying, listening you to that you respect me when you are voting against me how can you say yeah. that you're here for the love yeah. of my marriage and you voted against the love of my marriage and that's tough like to see your fa- family and or then, anybody yeah. else it's not just about me it's about everything else too though like mm-hmm. immigration it's everything yeah like, and, but things the values that i hold values that myself. you have like how do you how do and you to those around that? me yeah. yeah, and and wanting those people to be a part of your day, and that was it was a struggle. But it was really funny because she didn't tell me that she called in to this like like you know podcast, and I'm dr- I'm just listening casually driving home from work, and it's like lesbian from Ohio, and because they do a little like identifier in the beginning, and I'm listening, I'm like that voice sounds so familiar, <laughs> and I'm driving, and then I heard what it was, and I'm like that's my fiance. It's like, that's stuff. She didn't even tell me she called in. And it was really good. And it made me, you know, made me cheer up and his response was great. And it was the same idea. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of, it, it's, it stinks. It's like a bummer sometimes, but at the same time, if you know that person's not going to, you know, stand up and cause problems, mm-hmm. you want to show that, Hey, this is what love looks like. This is no different than going to some other cousins, like wedding. Like we, we love the same way. And if you're going to, speak out or, or support someone who doesn't believe this is a good thing then kind of the onus is on them like why are you here then yeah you know and if and if you do enjoy it enjoy it and support us and support you know just in general love period mm-hmm. then you know what let's let's show you what it's about come on in like so that kind of thing listen to him because i love him <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i think he's brilliant but. so it yeah which we ended up settling on there were a few people there including mm-hmm. one of my grandmas that i knew like wasn't you know we didn't see eye to eye politically mm-hmm. and 
that grandma thought she wasn't going to be invited at one point, and, and not because of anything I had said. You posted on Facebook. You said no one from Food Voter. Well, we were very upset. We were very upset But she, she probably six months before the wedding, we were all driving, and she was in the car with us, and we were in here in BG having dinner and stuff. And she got out of the car, and it was just me and my grandma in the car. And she just looks at me. She goes. I better be invited. We weren't even talking about the wedding, but I knew what she meant. And I was like, you are like that kind of thing. But it was just one of those things where we let people in and I think it did change some people's perceptions. So, I mean, at least that's the hope. At least it changed how they treat us in Mm -hmm. some ways. They all had fun. Everybody looked like they had a blast. Yeah. I was like, see, if anything, we're fun. And it was all of our (laughs) straight families hanging out with all of our gay friends because we had a lot of gay Mm -hmm. friends there. Like the last thing that I that I want to ask is, you know, what advice you would have for for couples who are out there thinking about planning a wedding, thinking about proposing, um, any advice you'd have for them, and then just anything that you want to put out there into the world. Mm, you go first. Oh, I was going to tell you to go first. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. I'll be like, for myself, as I knew for sure after dating you for three years, and there would be times where I just wanted to ask you because we were just having such a great conversation and you look so pretty, but I just never did because I didn't have the money. I didn't have a ring. And I feel like don't wait. and Don't rush it. But don't, <laughs> but when you know, you know. Don't wait until a tragedy or something happens. Go with your gut. And money isn't everything. You'll figure it out. We figured it out and we are not rich. <laughs> and we had a great wedding. It was so fun and I loved it. That would be my advice. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't feel like you have to be like, what's in the magazine? Or what, you know, Joe and Ben did at their gay wedding. <laughs> like, you don't have to, like, step it up. Because that was always the struggle for me was, all right, so this is going to be the first gay wedding for a lot of people that we know. So we got to make it real big and flashy and bright. And, I mean, it was it was a blast. It was fun. It was a great party. But at the same time, I had to rein myself in a lot and go, you know what? It's really just about having all of our family and friends in one place and really being able to just just celebrate, get to know each other, have fun and dance and and just kind of, you know, just just exist in the same space. In the words of my Aunt Judy, they're coming to my Christmas party. Yes, it was really funny. <laughs> she kept screaming It was that. so cute because she was so excited because we don't always get to go to the family Christmas party on her side. Yeah. But I I assured her at the wedding, I'm like, we'll be there. And so she's holding the candle. They're coming to my Christmas party. I love your Aunt Judy so much. But, that, but that's another thing. It's just like yeah. those moments are what it's about in general. And mm-hmm. you can have those on any budget, in any location, you know, any way and anywhere you want to do it. I mean, there's so many moments when I w- wanted to just go let's just do a destination thing elope let's just cancel it all make it a lot easier on ourselves but i was like no because the whole point of it for us for us was we really just wanted that celebration with the people we love Mm -hmm. um and it was just the best way that we could have everybody there and don't let the fear of finding the perfect venue or anything or being discriminated against overpower anything else just you know like you did look for some people like anton roll with it reach out use your resources um especially if you know, as it goes on, more and more people are going to have good experiences and have more resources and more, more word of mouth recommendations mm-hmm. even too. Um, use that because don't, you know, don't feel overwhelmed, especially in small towns and small areas. It's really easy to get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but use what resources you do have. And the more people you can, you know, bring in that are, you know, local folks and friends and people who are, you know, family in quotes that kind of thing you know bring them in you know to the event as much as you can because it's going to mean more in the end too so Mm -hmm. it's kind of yeah 
And I noticed that you said a couple of things a couple of times. You said, you know, the, the perfect amount of gay, which I love that. I love that <laughs> <Yeah>. concept. <clears throat> like three cups of gay. Um, right. That's your recipe. It's great. Yeah. But you said that. And then you said something about like it should be about the love. It should not be necessarily about this. Did you feel a responsibility to to be know, like an ambassador of, of gaiety? To Yes. You did. Short answer, yes. I was like, I know this is, I'm going to be the first and the only maybe for a lot of people here. And there's going to be some folks in the audience who are like, what's this whole gay wedding thing going to be about? Like, you know, we had family who were much, you know, older generation, you know, maybe haven't seen. Where There were a few people people that came that we weren't sure were going to come. Uh-huh. Um, not that would be mean about it, but that just, you know, wouldn't show up. Sure. And everybody had a good time. And... Yeah, I did feel that responsibility of like, all right, this has to be like perfect. But I'm the one of the two of us with the anxiety in the first place. So it's always like that. I'm I'm the planner. But I really was like, we got to make this like this awesome, you know, killer party, this great ceremony, all this thing. Because, yeah, I took that on my shoulders a lot. (laughs) So then to have the brothers like, oh, this is what the gays are like. Let's have more of them. Yeah, yes, that's exactly what we were going for. We we tried for that. Yeah, exactly. That's really true. Judy went to that gay wedding and she had a ball. They're great dancers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like even the bar, bar staff and stuff were like, Man, "You guys, guys tip are, really good. You guys are really fun, and you tip really well." I'm like, "Yeah, I have more weddings like that." <laughs> it's like tell your friends, like yeah. that kind oh of God. thing. It did feel that way yeah. for sure, and that's why it was like, "All right, we're gonna bring out all the little rainbow flags, all the feather boas, mm-hmm. and all this stuff." We're like, like the reception. I go, "This is gonna be the, you know, once they get past the whole like we get past the ceremony and like the, you know." Classing it up, you know, kind of part. I was like, we walked out to the gayest of all time. The song, by the, the gayest of all time. If you look it up, it, my fi- we yeah. listened to it like three times this weekend. It's from, from a podcast, like it's the most inclusive to, song in the world. But it really is. It. it has everybody in it. But yeah. and we're we're like, let's just you know, then we just get to just totally be ourselves and really have fun and, and incorporate everyone into that. And I thought it was really cool. I mean, it worked out that way. But yeah, there is that that fear. <laughs> Don't let that get you. Like. It, Try to put that aside and remember that it's just about you two, no matter what. Yeah. Like, I mean, in the end, it really is, like, something that you're going to remember. Sure, like, you know, this aunt or that uncle or that cousin is going to remember, but not in the same way that you are. Like, it's going to be a passing memory of, like, hey, maybe I should treat gay people well. Like, mm-hmm. But for us, it's going to be, like, I should treat my wife really well because I love her. And, <laughs> yeah. like, we live together and we have a family now. You know, it's one mm-hmm. of those kind of things. But, yeah, so that's a little bit of that. Hmm? Cool. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Don't let it stress you out. That's the, that's the hardest part. Especially if you're already, like, a planner and a stressful person. Like, I literally had a panic attack at work, like, three weeks before. It was right around the cake thing. I, I sleepwalk. And she started sleepwalking. Like, And she's the low-stress one of the two of us. You can't, you know, it's like cattle prod oh sometimes. You get her stressed out at all. <laughs> so it was it was one of those things where we put a lot a into it. No, no, it, definitely not. But it was one of those things where we kind of got caught up in sometimes expectations where it was like, mm-hmm. okay, we got to make sure we, oh, we forgot to send an invite to this person. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, parents want to We're still this working part. on thank you notes. <laughs> that's not even a joke. That's not a lie. It's <sighs> we've sent out like half with our like, work oh, schedules. No, we yeah. gotta send out the rest yeah. of those. Thank you notes. Yeah. Oh man, it's it was a struggle. It's a struggle. Yeah. But... Thank you. I'm sorry. This is coming so late. No. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We've been married for four years, but we appreciated that gift four years ago. Yes. But yeah, it's 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 a lot when we did do everything. Uh, like ourselves in terms of the planning. You know, thankfully mm-hmm. most stuff was done in venue, but we really just did it all ourselves and 
I sometimes wish I had asked for more help. So yeah. I think sometimes it's ask find a trusted help. person and ask for help. You know, yeah, ask uh, don't for ask help. for opinions necessarily because then you're going to get a lot of them. But yeah. you were helpful though because you came up with, a, up with a lot of ideas of different ways that we could do our ceremony that we mm. never even thought of. Yeah, because there's like I said, there's no roadmap. Like, yeah, we, these right. are things we never would have thought of, and we we don't want to do everything like. Well, like your traditional, traditional. straight couple yeah. might do. Um, it, so for us, it was a lot of every, a lot of resources were geared more towards that, you know, traditional or ritualistic kind of idea. And we're like, we don't really want our ceremony to be like that. We want it to be like us. But then we're like, where do we begin? Yeah. <laughs> so that was the hard yeah. part. How do we get that to be a thing? What does it look like? Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was, it was definitely helpful to have a little bit of guidance. So yeah, use yeah. your resources. Ask for help. Don't yeah. be shy. What a great thought to end on. Use your resources, ask for help, don't be shy. If we have one theme here on your I Do Crew, it's that. Use your resources, ask for help. I'm so glad that we got this chance to share these conversations with you. I personally had so much fun reconnecting with these couples and interviewing them. A couple of them I had not seen since their wedding, so it was really great to get back in touch and sit down and really see where life has taken them in the intervening time. Each of these snippets is only a small part of the conversation. I had about an hour-long conversation with each of these couples, and we'll be posting the unedited conversations as bonus episodes in the next few weeks, so look out for that if you'd like to hear that. They're each about an hour long. We won't post them to the main feed, but once they're up, we'll include links in our Instagram feed and in our episode notes, so keep an eye out for that. Thanks again for listening. We know that there are a lot of podcasts out there, and we're so glad that you choose to spend your time with us. Since we published this week's episode out of order, we won't be doing a wedding horror story next week. We'll be doing another full episode, and the topic for that one is going to be called Hire a Professional. Lindsay and I are going to talk about the different aspects of your wedding, which things are okay to DIY, but which things you really want to consider hiring a professional, how to check their credentials, and how to make sure that you're getting a quality service for your wedding. So stay tuned for all that and more on next week's episode of Your I Do Crew. This is Atan, owner and chief officiant of Weddings for the Ages. You can find us on The Knot, Wedding Wire, Facebook, and Instagram as Weddings for the Ages. And this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me on Wedding Wire, The Knot, and you can also find me on social media using at Lucky Bird Photo. If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love. Comment, like, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play and share on your favorite social media platforms. We love feedback. So if you have any suggestions or if you want to ask us a question, email us at feedback at youridocrew.com. Thanks for listening, and here's to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Cheers. Cheers. I want to get, I want to get, I want to get married. Hey. Music credits are as follows. Song title, I Want to Get Married, by artist D. Cylinders, from the Free Music Archive. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international.